0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, Just uh, some announcement. uh, Stay tuned. In the next couple of weeks, there will be some uh, changes dealing with the Donaldson Files and how we're going to be broadcasting uh, to make the show even better. So stay tuned for two weeks. And this particular segment is brought to you by the upcoming book, America at the Abyss, Will America Survive? By yours truly, Tom Donaldson, which I detail the trends of the past four years and the trends going into the future, will and it'll be published by Liberty Hill Press, uh, which is associated with Salem Media, but also on Amazon and on uh, Barnes and Noble. And we'll give you more details how to pre-order this book because you'll want to put it on your shelf. Um, actually, not just on your shelf; you read the book first, then you put it on your shelf. And so we do, hopefully. Uh, we're expecting Coco Konsky to call in. Uh, not sure whether you know, where she's at. I know she was at a dental appointment two hours ago. But I have no idea how long it takes in LA uh, to get your teeth clean or whatever. But we'll see. Uh, hopefully she can make it on for a few minutes. Uh, we have Lauren Bice on the air. Miss Bice is the is one of those people who's got so many resumes. they reads like Moby Dick. Uh, so you know, so, if I got your entire resume, we'll be sitting here for the entire first segment. So, what I'll do, Lauren, I'm gonna allow you to talk very briefly about your latest projects and what you got up to what you're up to, <coughs> and hold on just a second oh. right, okay, go ahead Hello, and, everybody. sorry, I apologize because I had you on mute, and I forgot to put your mic on, so now That's go ahead. Okay,
2: You know how I hate that, Tom. (laughs) Let's not start 2022 on a bad footing. (laughs) Well, I want (laughs) to say hello, and I want to wish everybody a very happy 2022. Um, I feel really positive about this. Um, I'm currently living in Dublin, Ireland. I'm an American citizen. I've been here because I've completed my graduate studies at um, Trinity College, and, um, of course, I was – kind of stuck here in a way after I, I finished my studies um because of um covid um and um i completed um a, a re- recently i've completed a feature length screenplay which i'm very proud of and um in the next two months i shall be moving to um scotland so and then i'll be able to pursue um, other projects that i have i'm a playwright and i'm a screen writer and film director and I have a rather extensive background in the media arts and film studies and, and business. I've also been in, in business and corporate training. However, for today, I'm very happy to be with you and to um, share some insights about how we felt about a little bit about last year, but how we feel about what's coming in the future for this year. I feel very hopeful about it. Um, in fact, I've never felt this good going into a new year as I do this year. Oh, okay, so why? Why? Oh, for many reasons. Um, Well, for politically, um, as, as an American citizen, I feel very good about um, my country as far as having um, the Biden administration in, there. I, I feel like, I'm confident at least, I didn't feel good the last four years. So that's my my political views. I feel good about that. As far as the COVID situation, um, at, we have vaccines. We didn't have that we have vaccines that's important okay yes we are all dealing and i say this globally in a sense we're all dealing with misinformation that is i think our greatest um challenge that's the word i want to use i don't want to use things like problems but it's a challenge the greatest challenge we will face in the next decade and i believe it will probably be resolved in a decade but the next decade um, that this generation is going to face is misinformation. It has been so, um, our foundation has been broken down. Never before in our history, and I think Times could attest to this, has um, the, the public globally ever not trusted the information they received. So many conspiracy theories, so many people not looking for different answers to what they hear, just accepting what they hear. Um, You know, without any sort of critical thinking, that's a real that's a real challenge to face. However, I believe that can be overcome in time. That takes time because it took time to break it down. So that's my hope as far as that's concerned. But my greatest hope, my greatest hope, is I believe that as history has taught us, throughout history, whenever there has been a, a like a global challenge, like Let's say, like the plague that is struck many times. Okay, such as the. Well, afterwards, societies have awakened into great innovation. They really have. Looking at once again the Enlightenment, suddenly there's this 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 explosion of ideas, explosion of 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 new inventions new ways to do things, really, because people have to do it. Now, some people, let's, let's be honest, because we know how human nature is, some people will not do anything. They will stagnate, and they will exist in a state of inertia and do nothing. They will fall, and, and they will be frozen almost by their fears because they can't return to what was. However, some people will say, I can't exist the way things are now. We have to do things a different way. And and that's where innovation lies, in finding a way to make something from what's not working. And that's the best part of human nature. And I believe that's where we're at right now.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to put it this way. I am less old for all the reasons you mentioned, namely Joe Biden is president of the United States. You got inflation. You got a foreign policy, debacles about to ready to happen in Ukraine and in the Pacific. You have basically uh energy prices skyrocketing because of the policies enacted. So and you have an administration that in my view is really paralyzed by a radicalism that they you know, I guess I'll put it this way, if you, ever, you know, everything that people about the progressive movement is actually proven to be true. We've had the grand—I I like to say—we have had grand experiments in so many ways. You know, whether it's crime, how you know, the, you know how best to deal with a pandemic, and the economic side of the equation—an economic experiment. We're looking at a monetary experiment, a monetary monetary modern monetary theory, in which there is no limit to what the Feds and the, the various national banks can publish. You know. Before you actually have inflation or not inflation, as they would try to say. And so I, you know, I, I have the complete opposite. And quite frankly, you know, I've never had a, you know, I've always kind of looked at Joe Biden in a lot of ways. And a lot of people look at Donald Trump. He's equally as corrupt and equally as bad in so many ways. I've been watching this guy campaign. So I'm less hopeful in that regard. Uh, but and I and do, question, and I do.
2: Can you? Yeah, can, sure, then, what is? What one thing that that Biden is corrupt about? You can't throw out a statement without showing criminality. Okay, well, let Let me give you.
1: you know, let me give you. A, i can give you two or three. I can give you an example. Several examples, and if you, there have been several books and are even before 2019. If you read a lot of media sites before they kind of censored it, you know, you look at. Or how no, he influenced not or how No, 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 no I, I Okay, you want proof? Let me put it this way Just take the look of the Ukraine and Borissima uh, Just as an example <laughs> We have on tape We have literally on tape Joe Biden bragging about getting a prosecutor fired Because he was quote-unquote corrupt Only to find out that this quote-unquote corrupt prosecutor was investigating Borissima, which happens to be the same company that his son was making hundreds of thousands of dollars. His
2: son is a private citizen.
1: Yeah, he's a private citizen, but let's be honest here. The State Department knew what was going on. He went and got a prosecutor fired who was investigating the company that his son was making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, if you can sit back and say to me when the vice president – no, when you say when a vice president basically gets somebody fired from what even the State Department doomed as a a corrupt company in which his son is making hundreds of thousands of dollars. If this was Trump, we'd be talking impeachment. Okay. And right. I mean that I mean that's I mean that's those are the facts and he's bragged about. It. I mean, that's these are facts. No, first of all, that's just an example. You just said
2: yeah. – you just gave an inaccurate statement and I have to tell you that you just gave an inaccurate okay. statement. Biden did not fire him. Biden was there on behalf of the president of the United States. Biden did not make that call. So you need to all be all right, accurate right. information. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm going to get, actually, you're totally wrong, and I'm going to explain after this message. No, you're wrong. Uh, here in the Donaldson Files.
0: Uh. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent? One in 260,000. The odds of this born racer having 157 career top ten finishes in NASCAR? One in 125 billion. But every driver seeks the pinnacle of their achievements. The odds of him winning both the Daytona 500 and the Brickyard 400 in the same year? One in 195 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism? One in 88. I'm NASCAR driver Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Don't forget coming book, "America at the Abyss: Will Americans Survive?" on Liberty Hill Press by yours truly, Tom Donaldson, and it also will be available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Uh, stay tuned for this uh, network, uh, and we're going to be giving you instructions on how to pre-order this particular book. Now I'm going to go back. No, first of all, in the morning, Lauren. He went and threatened to withhold aid from the Ukraine in 2014. He may have been – that's not a – that's a fact. It's a fact we have him on a videotape saying that he went in there and said, you know, I gave this guy an ultimatum. They fired the prosecutor. No, I mean, that, now, if you want to make the argument that that's acceptable behavior, fine. I say that's corruption. That's, as, that's corruption. That is corruption. That's corruption. We know that, the, that the, you know, Biden's family made money in China while he was vice president. And again, you want to use the word private citizen? Fine. But we're talking about a rival country and had, let's say, a Republican vice president's son did this. We'd be talking outright uh, impeachment. As it was, Trump got impeached over the idea of asking about these questions. I don't know. I mean, he got impeached to basically say, was the vice president corrupt? The answer is absolutely. How can you say that this isn't corruption? You can say that he represented Trump, represented pardon me, but, you know, the Obama administration, but the bottom line was he got a prosecutor fired to gain in a company that his son was making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and the process was withhold, threatening withholding aid. But this is, you know, so that's the correct story. Now, if you want to deny
2: that story, that's fine.
1: I'll put, you know, I'll let you respond here. Uh, go ahead and respond. May I speak,
2: May I speak now? Go
1: ahead. Yes, I do. That's why I just, I just uh, let you, I, I, I'm giving you the floor.
2: <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I'm going to, I am going to speak now. I – yeah. I'm not going to speak politics with you even though this is your show and you yeah. – regu- this is about politics. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why because up until now, I've always debated politics with you, and you know that for the yeah. past – since 2018, right. haven't I? Well, okay, well,
1: okay, we'll move on. Now, the second point I'm going to make
2: No, no, uh, no is, I'm not going to show No, no,
1: no, I'm going to move on. I'm moving on to another subject.
2: No, I want because to I, explain one – please. Please give me the
1: courtesy as your
2: guest guest of letting me finish my statement, and then we can move on. I I, I
1: thought you you were finished. A very
2: simple statement. I would just like to say that I no longer feel comfortable debating politics with you because I feel that at this point, by me debating you with politics, I am complicit in allowing you – to speak so right-wing that I'm allowing this conversation to go on, and I'm not going to be privy to this type of rhetoric anymore. So we're done with the politics. I'll only be here for any other discussion. Right. Now you may change the subject.
1: Okay. Well, it's, uh, okay. Well, it's up to you. We, uh, I mean, I said because I'm current because you know th- you made a point and I made the counterpoint that I can support. Uh, now let's go back to. A point you made about misinformation in the media. Let me ask you this question, because I I can say, first of all, I I can say right now, I'll I'll give you an example. You know, throughout the coronavirus, you know, I can literally get you scientific papers. After scientific, we can have the scientific debate. But here's the question I throw back: the censoring, who does the fact checking, dealing with misinformation? Because I can tell you right now, you know, I've seen stories. Let's say a year ago. We would have said Facebook would not have allowed, the social media would not allow, the press would not allow, and now a year later, those issues are now being discussed as reasonable. One of those, for example, is the origin of the coronavirus. Did it or did it not possibly come from a laboratory accident? If I said this in May last year, I would have been censored. Today, you've got reasonable doubt that indeed that happened. And so by one side, it's considered misinformation. Today, it's considered a reasonable alternative to what happened. So who determines these fact checks?
2: That's yet to be determined. These actions have to be determined. This is something that's yeah. going to have to be determined yeah. on an ongoing basis. Why not by one yeah. or two or three or four or five. It's going to have to be done yeah. on a global scale. Period. Well, I would
1: say, Done. Yeah, well, see, this is my problem because I, you know, I because I have this question because I dealt with fact checkers, and I can tell, I've dealt with the, you know fact checkers in the past, and I can tell you, you know, the one fact checker, for example, I did was in Wisconsin, and literally the guy was just a newspaper. He was just a reporter that, hey, this is his beat. Guess what, dude, you're doing this. You're the fact checker, and he got the. Not only did he get the story wrong. But he made a point when I said to him, I said, wait a minute, that's not what was written. That's not what I wrote. That's not what was written in the script. His answer to me was, I don't care. It's irrelevant what you wrote. Yeah. Listen, that's
2: just basic. That is basic. That's basic stats. Like when you go to university and you take four years of stats like we all did, we all learn that. Okay, you have to go to numerous courses. Okay, and it's going to take yeah. time, and you know that's why people yeah. that's why people shouldn't be watching just one news station like Fox. Yeah. they should be watching many different stations and getting yeah. their news sources from from different media companies and and understanding how this works. But people don't do that, do they? Yeah, well, I think I don't. I mean, but here's
1: what, you know, I, there are a lot of people who don't, but you know, that's the point that I'm i to make here because you know you lose the fact checkers. Because I can learn tell you an example would be when Facebook – as an example, Facebook, one of the fact-checkers Facebook used on the origin of the coronavirus was a guy named Peter Danzik, who was Echo Alliance. Well, Peter Danzik happened to be a guy working with the Wuhan laboratory, had a relationship with the Wuhan laboratory. Money was going through him to the Wuhan laboratory. For selective research, and claim, including gain-of-function research, he had a interest already, and he was the guy. He was the go-to guy, and that's the problem that I have is when I see quote-unquote fact checkers, I want to know who's the go-to guy. What people are you looking at? You know, one of the aspect, one of the things I noticed about PolyFact is a good example. Is even you know, I've always noticed that ninety percent of their sources tend to be left-wing or left of center sources. You know, they don't sit back and say, okay, here's the Heritage, here's the Brooklyn Institute sources and make you decide. They, they basically use... Can I ask a question?
2: Sure. And, and I really want you to consider this. In the last yeah. four minutes, you keep mentioning Wuhan, Wuhan, the original, you know, the original source of yeah. the coronavirus, which is a very valid point, very valid point, in your, really, it is. But do you yeah. realize the subtext of what you're saying? What is the subtext of what you're saying, Tom? Well,
1: I tell you the subtext of what I'm saying, if indeed it is true that the Chi- that this indeed was a laboratory accident, for example, the Chinese are, more, are are responsible for unleashing a virus that killed millions of people and paralyzed an economy.
2: That's, yes, that, that is. Know,
1: that's, and, really, excuse
2: me? That, but that's not and, my question. That I'm no, saying. Well, do you realize what the effects of what you are saying to a large demographic of the world that had nothing to do with that laboratory in China? If what you're saying is true, do you realize. Well, let me put this. Mean, hard, I, mean, sure. re-
1: I, mean, if, I mean, if the argument you're about to make is, is this leading to dimis- 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 discrimination against Asian Americans? Absolutely. Is uh, that's a nonsensical argument. I, I'm sorry. It's just. I mean, that to me is a nonsense. In, in this respect, it's like, for example, you know, when we looked at okay, a few months ago, we were I looking like at. Uh, not, uh, we were looking at one of the things we were looking at: uh, increased murder rates and increased hate crimes against Asian Americans. And here's the, you know, and the the implication was this was some it was due to Wuhan virus, being blamed for that. This was, uh, ex, you know, this was, you know uh on virus, this was discrimination, this was all about that. Only to find out, you know, you know, I looked at the data. I had other people like, you know, like uh, Wolf O'Reilly look at the data. And what we found was, yeah, there was an increase of violence in you know, crimes against Asian Americans, especially if you lived in major cities or major urban centers, which most of them do. And seventy percent of that crime came from people of color. You were more likely to be you know, a violence attack, slight from a black person than a white person in many of these communities, and that was what the data was saying. So I, I, I know, I, mean, I know what you're saying here, but I don't. You know, I guess my question would be: Is this if the facts are the facts? If indeed the Chinese government was responsible, and I think that you know, when I've made this statement, I have made it very clear: the Chinese government responsibility, and. Yeah, you know, it, it's you, know, you have to sit back and say because the policy implication is, like, is equally as big. Namely, you have the biggest, largest economy. I can't believe it. Our know, second largest economy, and a, probably a very powerful country that wants to be the big, powerful country of the world, basically unleashing a virus and then, because here's the question: if we don't find the truth. And how this thing came about, and if indeed it was the case, we're talking about trusting, we're talking about something that could happen again and again and again and again yep. if, let's That's say, good point. If, the Chinese, if the Chinese government don't come and say, you know what, we screwed up and now this is what we're going to do to fix it. You know, I, I would love to have them say, we screwed up, this is what we're going to do to fix it, because, by the way, these are accidents that have occurred. Uh, uh, Mitt, Re- Matt Ridley and and Dr. Shun, I cannot remember her first name, just wrote a book on this. And one of the points they made in that book, accidents, Yeah, accidents happen even in the U.S. and other countries. This is not mm-hmm. something we can just sit back and say, okay, it doesn't happen. It's a possibility it happens. It could happen. And if it did happen, we need to know that. So that you must future, really
2: be can... a proponent of the January 6th committee then to make sure – that the right wing never, ever breaks down our democratic process again. You must really be a proponent for the, for the January 6th committee so that never again will anybody try to stop our elections, right? So you're, you're for well, are me for this
1: way. I'm for, let's just say, I tell you what, I'm for finding out the truth everywhere along the line, including the truth of the coup. I mean, let's face it. I've had people who are still telling me the Russian collusion hoax actually still happened. Which was a coup in and of itself. And by the way, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to move on to another subject so we don't get into a urinating contest on this.
2: Oh, we're not. Go, Caleb! (laughs) Come on, hit a homer, Jesse! Let's go, guys! Hey, did you guys know that kids who play sports earn more money when they grow up?
0: Of course. I I knew
2: that. Hey, did you guys know that kids who read books have a bigger vocabulary?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, jinx! <laughs> did you guys know that friendly children have more friends?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. I knew that. Did you guys know that winter babies are better at music?
2: Everyone knows that. Oh yeah. yeah pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. obvious. Oh hey guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not?
3: Huh. I- didn't know that.
2: I'm pretty sure I knew that. I'm pretty sure you didn't.
3: Parents who really
2: know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. for
1: Know How. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, coming up is America at the Abyss, Will America Survive? Uh, the new, uh, the, My latest book, it talks about the trends that I follow up with the last four years from my last book, The Rise of National Populism and Democratic Socialism, and also uh, what could happen in the future on, on the political side of the equation. So this is was be brought to you by Liberty Hill Press and, don't, and also Amazon and uh barnesandnoble.com uh all right let me ask you let's i'm gonna ask you a question because i'm not here to debate but i want to get your views of what people are saying in europe about what's happening with the ukraine and the russian troops uh, there you know what are they saying and you know what what's the coverage coming from uh, europe on this
2: well i would prefer us not talking about politics
1: well, I'm not talking about
2: – I'm just talking – I just want you to be – I don't want to debate you.
1: I just want – what are they saying?
2: With, or I'll tell you what they're saying. They're, they support okay. the Ukraine. The people okay. here in Europe support the Ukraine. The people have absolutely no respect for the Russians. They believe in independence. They believe in the right for the people to have their own country, and they do not – they believe that if the Americans um, want to be their ally and that – They support the Ukraine's right to have freedom and to be on their own. And they are against the Russians. They are against the Russians' manipulation. They are against Russians' poisoning people and and all of it. They are against people who vote for Trump. And they're disgusted by Americans who come here, by the way, and say that they have supported the Trump administration. Everybody here loves the Biden administration. So let's, let's make that clear. Done.
1: All right. All right. Well, like I said, we'll leave it at that. And, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Let's go on to the movies. We had this discussion uh, you know, last week uh, with Coco and I want to kind of get your view. Uh, first of all, number one, where do you see the entertainment business today? Uh, and and what I'm talking about is okay. She talked about okay, like movie theaters. We used to have. I mean, it seems like the only thing that you know, we have the Spider-Man movie, the Marvel comics, but most of the movies are not. You know, people are not flocking to the theaters anymore like they used to before the pandemic. And and the question is, what is the future of Hollywood? What is the future of me of the entertainment section in general? What are we witnessing? Uh, in the you know how is this gonna play out in the future uh, as far as let's say people uh your th- I mean so go ahead your
2: thoughts okay well um so one thing it's we're still going to have um really good quality films being made, um probably um more technologically advanced than we've ever had before. people are um it's gonna be more of a niche market, okay. Technology is, um, as you can already see that in the films that are being put out. Um, But as far as people going the traditional way to movie theaters, no, it's not done as much because, you know, they're concerned for health reasons. However, you know, in countries like, you know, Korea, people visit the theater all the time. It's it's still something that they do. But they have very strict guidelines. You know, you have to show your, your passport. They have vaccine passports there. So it's, it's it's a safe environment. However, with that said, as I said at the opening of the show, people have to be inventive, and they have to reinvent the way things have been. So no, we can't go to traditional movie theaters the way we used to. Do. That that's ridiculous. So they do have to do things differently. Maybe they need to they need to you know redesign movie theaters. My goodness, you know. Technically, they should be done redesigned anyway. Okay, so let's re- redesign the interior of the movie theater so people can go safely. All right? It's never been it's never been properly, you know, designed as it as it was. It was never clean. As you know, we should they should do something different with it. Okay, but we should also think about doing more of a cinematic event. Okay, maybe on a smaller scale. That type of thing, I'm thinking. I, I've been thinking about doing multimedia events. So when they do, you know, people, we're regular filmmakers, such as myself, we're used to doing, um, say, you know, film openings, right? So instead of, you know, opening it up to the general public, we have it just going to be like 50 people, producers, right? And then a limited press engagement. You know, well, maybe that's how it would be done. It wouldn't be done you know, where it says, like, you know, world premiere, and then we open, say, 300 movie theaters. No, it would be sporadically done, because primarily all film is going to be streamed. That's how the income is going to be generated, and that's how really people like to see films now. They like they like it within their homes. So that takes us to streaming. Streaming is not going to have to, is not, they're going to have to keep their prices down. They can't be charging people $13 a month. That's ridiculous. Because then you're yeah. never well, going to get it. the average person to be able to see their movies. Yeah. Well, here, you know, here's the thing. It's awesome. I mean, here's the thing I find. I mean,
1: listen, because here's what I'm looking at. Okay, you got so many different streaming services. You know, if you do like Disney+, Plus, then you got got uh, Hulu, then you got Netflix. And when you start adding them all up, yeah. You know, then you st- yeah, it's still saying, you know, $20 here, $15 there, you know, $13 over there before you know it, you're talking about, you know, almost cable prices essentially. Mhm. Uh and and I think you make a good point because the the well here's the thing, I I I'm kind of curious about, you know, will are we going to see a preparation of new artists coming in finding that niche? Or are we going to still find a situation where the big boys are going to benefit and keep out some of their smaller competition? Uh, your thoughts?
2: Um, definitely new people are coming in. People that have never had a screenplay um, ever produced before are suddenly being no. accepted to like, these streaming services. I'm seeing it done all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. It's really amazing. Well, said, it's really amazing. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, where's
1: the, now, when you say streaming, because I guess the other question comes in place, how do you get on you – know, are you going to see multiple streaming services per se independently of the Netflix, of the Hulus, of some of the big boys, You know, separate uh, entities in that regard?
2: That's a really good question. Um, I think what's going to happen is – you know how – you have to go back now, okay, old school – Remember yeah. when we had our three our three channels on TV? Yes, right. Okay, yes. three channels on TV, and then cable came along, right? All right. right. And then we started getting independent stations all over the place. Well, a lot of those cable stations started, they would have, uh, I think of it like as a subsidiary station, right? Yeah. So a lot mm-hmm. of stations like Netflix and Amazon and Apple and so forth and so on, They technically can apply for like, imagine like a little cable station from their streaming service. Now, because that's, I I believe, this is what I believe is going to eventually happen. And once they start to do that, that's going to open up um, a a huge pathway uh, for additional ways that people could um, start to view things and, and opportunities for people. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I don't know if I. Yeah, know I know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying.
1: I mean, when cable came up, you had total. You, you had new networks popping up everywhere. Mhm. Uh. And but essentially, you know, and and I, and I and I and I guess the question would be: is, Are you going to see even more proliferation with streaming, or are you going to mm-hmm. see somehow another restriction on those? Because one of the problems you have, at, you know, the cable side today, is you don't see as many preparation of different stations like you used to or different networks like you used to. You know, when it first started, I mean, it was like a hundred, you know, you, you, know, you know, I mean, you literally had hundreds of stations. And I've not seen a substantial, per se, increase in those numbers. Like, let's say, 20 years ago, where every day you had somebody new coming in. And I guess the question would be, is, you know, on the streaming side of the equation, are you going to see exactly that? you know, going into, you know, in that future. That's a good uh,
2: point. And I agree with you. The cable, the cable stations it seems like they're kind of like max themselves out, you know? Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but I think it's all going to come down to how the major streaming um, stations um, decide um, how they're going to charge the people. And once they come up with the regulations, and they decide how they're going to break that down. I'm I, I'm kind of picturing like a tree, right? And when they break yeah. down to the different branches, the different networks, um, then we're going to see it's all going to come down to pricing, you know. But I honestly believe cable is going to start to um, flood its way out. So have you noticed on um Amazon how suddenly Amazon has increased their their sports like. You can watch any kind yes. of sports live stream now. Yes. Truly really yeah, something. Yeah. It's I've, like a TV. Yeah. It's like cable TV now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's Well, so it's, to me, Netflix is like that, too. It's all intents and purposes. Yeah. It's, like, it's like TV. Uh, Hulu. Now you got 2B, which I think, which I've not tried. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I understand that's hard. free. Yeah. But I understand that's free service. Mm. And so I'll be kind of curious to see what they actually have on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but I, I'm just yeah, you know, I guess it's an interesting aspect that comes into play here, because it's gonna be because uh, it's like it, I guess the best way I could say it is, you know, I look at it and you know the, what I see is this. You know, I look at it, and the same. If you look in the '80s and the '90s, you had a a whole new industries and businesses coming up Microsoft uh Apple all of these you know came coming up with different technology busting through and today I look at okay for example you know I look at Apple in the same way I would look at GM 30 years ago you know it's you, you got the second third generation business models and and basically to me the iPhone 13 is like Okay, that's nice. And, you know they they tinkered in much in the same way GM would tinker with cars. But the reality mm-hmm. is that the cell phone you got is not it's got the same principle as what it was ten years ago. You're not seeing any real innovation innovations coming through. And I'm one and I'm wondering are we going to get to that point with streaming where, okay, you're, you're going to get to that point and suddenly the innovation stops and we're going to take a quick break here. And on the line, I'm going to bring in the Swamp Girl from South Carolina uh, to see what comments she has on everything. Um, as we come back here with, with Lauren Bys here on the Donaldson Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
0: You might know me I'm 50 Cent. You may follow my tweets, my Facebook friends. Odds are a few in a six-degree separators. We're that close. What's crazy is one in six don't know where their next meal is coming from. These are your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. Hunger's too close for us to ignore. So visit feedingamerica.org slash hunger and find your local food bank to see how you can make a difference. From one close friend to another, let's do this. I'm 50 Cent, and together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
1: Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent,
0: brought to you by AdoptUSKids.org. I might look like an adult, like... A person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around, or because I said so, or don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean, but I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah. That's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird.
1: You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster
0: care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call one 888 200 4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council.
1: I don't understand. Don't forget uh, State uh, network. We're going to be making some changes in the Donaldson files, to, you know. To uh, so, we're going to give you those changes. It's going to affect the way you listen to the show, possibility even watch the show. We may have some videos involved. We are working on some new ideas, and sometime in the next two to three weeks, uh, those ideas will come to rotation. And on top of all of that, uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, America and the abyss where americans survive the new my latest classical book and it'll be on liberty hill press which is associated with salem media also be on uh amazon.com and the barnes and noble and we'll tell and we'll and listen to, uh, we'll have in the next uh, show or two how you can pre-order this book uh it's going to be like i say uh, it'll be a classic this is uh, and uh, uh, Pam is the Swamp Girl. Uh, Pam, let me introduce you to Lauren By. Uh-huh. She's yeah, you know, she is out of Dublin, Ireland. American citizen yep. living in Dublin, soon to be uh-huh. in Scotland. Wants to uh, eventually get dual citizenship. She's in the um, the uh, entertainment business, everything from screenwriting
0: yeah.
1: to teaching to everything else. And she's the official liberal on our show, and uh, and oh, the swamp really? girl is kind of our yeah, and the swamp girl is kind of our independent person because you're not registered. I am. You're not blue. Uh, yeah. Oh no, you're not-
3: no, no, I'm not. I i, I, yeah, I not. I, you know, some people have accused me of playing both sides, but I play what I call the common sense side on a lot of things. I mean, I was listening to y'all's yeah. conversation tonight, um, and yeah. uh, Lauren, I. I I respect what you're saying, Tom, you know, me you've gone at it, but I respect what you're saying, too, but I'm I'm listening to a different viewpoint, I believe, um, in that, you know, to me, it was unfair to say that everybody hates the Russians, and the Russians, you know, are the bane of this existence, and then, Tom, you're saying the Wuhan people are the, you know, where China is the problem, and I think it's just a few players on both sides. I think the regular common folk, you know, I don't have any problem with the regular common folk. I think they're just like us. You know, I'm not part of any insurrection or anything. and you know, I, I ain't got time to storm no capitals or anything like that or get involved in that stuff. My life is a little bit too busy. Um, and on the but other side, when y'all were talking about the streaming services and stuff, yeah, um, for yes. a person like me, it's... It, the internet service provider, you know, you've got to have that service to get the streaming thing without like 10,000 bufferings, you know, and they're making that, that, that price is going up and up and up. You know, my ability to watch a movie through Amazon or something, the prices remain basically the same. I think it's, you know, just ungodly, not much, but the internet service provider with all this throttling and, these things they do, I get a lot of buffering, and that frustrates me. I would love to sit at home and watch a movie, rather than and I have, rather than go to a theater, but I end up, end up buying the DVDs half the time because I get tired of the buffering, and that's just my area, and I'm not too far from a major metropolitan area. So, you know, my big thing on that is to make sure everybody has that ability to stream, you know, when you're thinking about mm-hmm. streaming services and stuff i've tried to I've tried to do that and have been unsuccessful and i do not i mean i live less than five miles from the capital and and do not have i'm in an older neighborhood which says I do not have decent service you know what i mean it's it's crazy but it's going on that's that's i'm not alone in that does that make any sense i'm sorry yeah yeah uh, i mean I'd love to be able to watch more movies and stuff.
2: You know, I like doing it at home I, I appreciate what you just said a lot And I, I just want to clarify something I agree with you When I was making my statement about the Russians I never am referring To the people of Russia I have friends that are Russia, Russian Here in Dublin They're yeah. my friends I'm always yeah, referring yeah. to the government leaders To the way that yeah. the governments Are running um, I teach, I'm a teacher And I teach students from South Korea you know so yeah. I have a particular heart for people from all over the world I teach people in three different time zones all over the world I teach children in China I teach children in America and all over Europe so I, I teach children well, in Africa I, so I understand what I you're saying yeah but it's I, and I also believe that everybody, every human being, has the right to have a peaceful home, have a peaceful existence, go to bed at night and not be afraid, and not think they're going to have fear. They're not going to. They're not going to have food. You know. You talk about. How, you know. How watch something without buffering. You know. You have a right to have internet connection that is is going to give you the connection you need to watch a movie, you know, without being frustrated, you know. That's well, one
3: of Tom, things, Tom can tell you, yeah, can tell you I love right. football. I love American football. I love it. I love it like anything. Me too. I, I couldn't afford ESPN, and I can't afford ESPN Plus or ESPN right now. I can't afford it. And mm-hmm. when I did have it, it kept buffering. I couldn't watch the live streams, you know. So I got rid of it. And you know, yeah, I saved a couple of dollars, but I, I am I am not alone in patiently awaiting for the service to, to mm-hmm. allow me to watch a movie you make. Uh, you know, <coughs> um, you know, a movie anybody makes. Um, Coco has been involved in movies, and I listen to that a lot. And yeah, I love the indie movies and things like that. It's just having that ability to do that. Um, it's just
1: frustrating, you know.
2: It's gonna
1: okay. happen. Yeah. Let me let me throw this out to both of you because this is a, ESPN brings a, a you know, it, are we witnessing in some ways the end of an era with ESPN because you mentioned Amazon uh coming in and I know now they're gonna be on doing NFL games. In the future I mean I hope They only have like, Thursday night football
3: right now. Yeah. They
1: have Thursday okay. night have football. Thir-
3: That's about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I get Thursday night. Thir- night thir- yeah, you know,
1: they had Thursday night football, but here's the question, come to play because at this point you still have the NFL network that also does Thursday, you know, you know, football, but the question is going to be is down the road, you know, will Amazon be the car- you know, the only carrier of that? Are we, or are we at a point where and you make the point about ESPN because ESPN, you know, you have to, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, they pretty much charge cable people x number of dollars, you know. If you want us, you got to pay for us to be on your cable network, and it's, you know, it's fairly price, pricing for a cable network to do that. And the question comes into play here is when does the you know the cable, or when does others say, you know what, we don't need you anymore, or as you just stated, you know, I don't, I can live without ESPN, and once, and I know ESPN has been losing subscribers. Uh, to, on the cable side of the equation. And so, you know, it's going to be well, kind of interesting. You know, what you, you yeah, know, I cut you the know, cable. When,
3: I have an antenna.
1: So, yeah. you know,
3: I have an antenna and I have the Internet. And that's when I started doing the streaming and realizing, my, my goodness, I don't have enough. And when I called the provider to try to get more, what do you call it, speed mm-hmm. to be able yeah. to do a lot of stuff, they couldn't they couldn't provide it yet because they have to redo the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a break. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's, going down. I mean, you know, is it because, I mean, there's a question, you know, that's an interesting point there because the other aspect comes into play. How expensive will you make these sports be eligible? Uh, Because I know, like, for example, you got the NFL network. You got Major League Baseball. Uh, You know, how can you, you know, I... I mean, right now, if I want to go watch the Kansas City Royals or the Boston Celtics, I go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Because are about the only place where I can get them if I choose to do so. Right. Uh, right. And I don't have the direct, you know, TV program. So I basically go to the local, again, you know, most restaurants nowadays have the NFL package, but they don't necessarily have all the other packages. So it, it, it seems to me, you know, it's, it's an interesting change that's gonna come about. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out. Uh all right. I you know, you know, Laura and I we have a friend or listen, I'm not sure if you still keep in contact with Laura Donna, I do. And she's been an indi- you know, trying to be a, trying to break into the independent filmmaking side. And uh, she's in the process of doing an animation. And okay. If you how does a Laura Donna fit into this whole paradigm and how can she, you know, how does a future that you were talking about, Lauren, fit a Laura Donna desperado?
2: Well, I'm surprised she doesn't know this, but, you know, yeah. all filmmakers understand how to, to get into, get their film out. For one thing, she has to go to a production company. I spoke to her about this before. You know, she yeah. has to go to a producer. If she's not going to produce it herself. She has to go to a production company and she has to get a producer. And then the producer is the one that arranges financing and arranges the deal to get it to a production company. And a production company is basically a television studio, a, um, a streaming service, and they're like, like Amazon or Netflix or ABC or NBC, you know, or Hallmark or some cable station. That's what she has to do, or to somebody, or a private person, or somebody who's extremely wealthy and says, let me take, I'll take your film, <laughs> and I will, yeah. you know, oh, put it somewhere, you know? But that's yeah. the thing. Well, me,
1: a uh, okay, well, look, yeah, okay, okay, go to the producer. How do, yeah. okay, because here's the thing, I mean, here's, I guess the question would be is this. You get the producer, you get that person to sell the pro, to sell the film or get right. that film out. Uh, the question right. I'm going to throw back to you is: you, Let's just say you have hundreds of these individuals who will work with, let's say, that producer or that person. You know, you know what is the, you know would that person have the ability with the future of streaming to find that niche? To say you know what this person I got this film I can find this niche. Can we, you know, and find that niche? So they can make money. Maybe that's the way I put it. Is there going to be a room for that independent producer to find these, you know, people and then get them available? You know, get them on the services or get move them forward. Is that going to be where this, you know, where somebody, you know, where you know, we're going to see this independent film side of the equation work out?
2: Yes. Listen, you know, this, it's, it's not so difficult. I'm going to make this very clear. It's if you have a good film, if you have a good script and you know how to pitch it well and it's good and you take it to a producer and they read it and they know it's good, you're going to get it made. It's that simple. The fact is, though, there's not a lot of good stuff out there. I know. I, I was a reader for a lot, a lot of scripts, stuff that yeah. I got was terrible. Yeah. So if it's a good script and it's appealing to what people want and people need to see, we only know this. Think about what we watch now. We watch them it's like, oh God, that wasn't all right Or, wow, what a great film. Those are the ones that the producers want. Those are the ones that they want to sell. And And, and by the way, a producer, a production company, they don't have hundreds of things that they're marketing out. They don't. They don't have time for that. They have a few that they believe in. Those are the ones that they fight for. That's the ones they make money off of.
1: All right. That uh, make sense? Okay. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, okay. Uh, let me go. Let me. Okay. Let's. Uh, we got about five minutes left. So, you know, like I said, I've already deemed this as a potential questionable year. Uh, Lauren has said this will be a wonderful year. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, Pam, what do you think? Is 2022 going to be a good year, bad year, uh, blah?
3: I always look at the price of bacon. I tell you, I mean, you know, if i look at the price of am bacon. That's that's how you know if it's gonna be a good year or not. It's uh with some of the high cost of health care and uh uh recently I mean I I got shocked recently. Um, hidden fees and things, um, as far as health care is concerned. Um you know, I think it's just if if everybody would just focus on what they need rather than a lot of the cultural, politics, things like that, you know, you have to live and you have to live with your neighbors, you know. And if you have a community of neighbors and stuff, you find yourself doing a little bit better. Um, and COVID did force that upon us a little bit. Um, but i benefited greatly from from getting to know my neighbors. Um, and, you know, so as far as whether or not this year is going to be a good year or a bad year, I don't even look at it like that. I always have hope. I mm-hmm. always have hope. That's my motto. As I breathe, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's the South Carolina motto. And, you know. That, God
2: bless you. Yeah.
3: You know, that's that's what you do. You just always have hope. You always pray. You always have hope. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. get rid of that and see anything coming as bad. If you see everything coming at you as bad, then you're not going to learn anything. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, makes beautiful. Sense. Okay. Well, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Um, so, so by the way, is the price of bacon still going up in South Carolina?
3: Yeah, buddy. I tell you what, it hurts. <laughs> it, hurts. <laughs> well, gonna better, it hurts. It's
1: going
2: to get better, Pam. It's going to get better. Well, I mean, I've learned yeah. how to. I mean,
3: you know, I grew up with hoggiles Giles, and so we went back for New Year's, and that is like mini bacon, um, yeah. and people mm-hmm. like scrunch up their nose and stuff. But you living over in Ireland and Scotland and stuff, I know that you've eaten some things that you might scrunch up your nose at over there. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to learn, like you say, you have to. You said this earlier. You have to learn to adapt. You have to. Um, so yeah. you, you adapt to the environment. If I get of a truck and trailer and come to Iowa, though, then I'm going to get you some baking.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. I tell you what we're gonna do. We're about we're about to end the last show, so we're gonna uh, I'm gonna thank Lauren for being on the show. Thanks, Lauren, girlfriend, coming uh, for joining us, and want to just kind of say goodnight to everybody. And uh, we'll have Lauren on in the future. Don't forget to uh, listen to the show. We're gonna have some special announcements on changes uh, with the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News radio network and uh, just saying and uh, again uh, thank you Lauren because it is what midnight or midnight there where you're at Mm
2: -hmm. midnight
1: midnight yes (laughs) all right thank you very much (laughs) Tom Donaldson Donaldson Piles here and the Bachelor News Radio Network Good night